everyone, and welcome into DC Talks Rocks. Got another player review for you. Going to kind of combine two conversations. I wasn't sure if I wanted to do a whole podcast reacting to Ryan McMahon not winning the gold glove since I already went over all the reasons why I thought he should and all of the reasons why I didn't think he was going to. And that appears to mostly have played out here. So I figured what I would do instead, since I've been doing these player reviews, is just do that. Let's go ahead and take a look at the career thus far of Ryan McMahon, where he's at in terms of what he just produced in 2021, and what I think is reasonable to expect from him moving forward. And he really is one of the most intriguing players on the roster for a lot of reasons. Right, he's still 26 as I'm recording this. He will be playing his age 27 season next year. So right in the middle of what should be his prime, right? And so I think there's some thought out there. I, I've seen some thinking that maybe this is what Ryan McMahon is. Now, I'm not entirely sure what that means. I, I think offensively is mostly what people are talking about here, right? Because there's really three different components to Ryan McMahon, the ball player. There's his offense, there's his defense, and then there's all the, like with most people, and then there's the intangibles, right? What are the other things that he brings? Let's start with the offense because that's where most people tend to focus. And and understandably, it is the most important skill, right, of a, of a, a position player. So, just for a little bit of history, again, I know most people listening know this stuff, but Ryan McMahon was taken in the second round of the 2013 draft by the Colorado Rockies out of Modern Day High School in Santa Ana, California, where he was also a quarterback for a while, multi-sport athlete, but taken straight out of high school with the second pick that they had that year. John Gray was taken with the first, had a very, very nice minor league career uh, had one year of, of kind of a setback in double a but still at no point during his minor league career was he a below league average hitter i know most of you know the wrc plus stat again 100 league average over 100 is above league average under is is below <laughs> and and uh ryan mcmahon year by year here you know, starting in 2013, 147, 137, 141, 101, his down year that I talked about in double A, then 151 the next year at double A, 161 in triple A. And then he struggled so far at the major league level, 89, 77, and then a 95 this last year, a 98 OPS plus. Either way, neither of those stats sees him as quite league average in terms of his offense just yet but yes i do still think it's going to happen and i know there are a lot of people out there like you say this every single year and I go, yeah 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 no i do and that's because i still think that it's going to happen for ryan mcmahon let's get into a couple of the reasons why first of all let's remember that 2019 was his first full season of major league baseball and that while you know, the, the raw stats weren't especially great. The 24 home runs and 83 ribbies and getting on base at a 330 clip is pretty decent for a rookie. Uh, and then he has the pandemic year. And he really struggled in the pandemic year like a lot of people did. Strikeout rates were high. Uh, you know, the, the home run rates were still pretty good. 
but even the slugging was down. Everything was down. Like everything across the board was down for McMahon in the pandemic year, right? And so there, it was really bizarre at that point. Remember that just going into this last season for Ryan McMahon, that's more or less what we had. Yeah, you, you had 91 games before that of, you know, him being kind of a role player and an important one. He did some great things in that 2018 season, including walking off on the Dodgers at home, some big wins he was a part of those postseason teams, particularly the 2018 one. But as far as what do we project for him moving forward, we're really looking at 2019 as the only full season body of work and then this super bizarre 2020 campaign. And that's why, of course, coming into 21, I was not alone. Lots of people still very much of the belief. Yes, Ryan McMahon finally breaks out. This is the year he does it. Might flirt with being an all-star. And he did. Really, remember, he, he got off to such a hot start, had a bunch of home runs at the beginning of the season, was looking good, and then fell off a bit. And he basically was an up-and-down hitter the rest of the year, right? A couple of things in there that were really important, though. The biggest one to me is that he cut down on the strikeouts. He had been at 34% in 2020. That's way too high. 29% in 2019. 30%. So basically, he's been 30% and 29.7% in 2019. So he's been a 30 plus percent strikeout guy to this point in his major league career. But in 2021, he cut that down to 24.7, which is about league average. That's really, really good. If he can continue to cut that maybe even just a little bit more, that's going to be great for him. He's always ranked really, really well in exit velocity which is one of those things that is a, is a telling stat for whether or not you're going to improve your you know, batting average and slugging and all of those types of things. Uh, he could stand to walk just a little bit more, not huge walk rates by uh, any means, but he, he's doing fine at 9.3%, 9.9%. But I do think that there's that extra level there. Obviously, he was called upon, and we've talked about this a little bit before, this last season to take over, by the way, third base for Nolan Arenado. Oh, and yeah, since we're not totally stable over at second either, we need you to go over and, and do all of that and basically go back and forth between these two positions however we need you. There were times he was expected to be a middle-of-the-order bat, and they moved him a little bit out of that job when, when he started to slow down a bit. And a lot of things about his contact rates and the quality of his at-bats maintained he really just fell off in terms of the power numbers in the latter part of the season and so you know I think with the right health and body regimen we know he's got the right attitude you know as we get into the intangibles the right attitude the right work ethic all the things you need to take it to the next level now he actually has two full seasons of work and one that isn't just filled with him doing everything for the first time as a rookie right now he really does have a body of work to think about and improve upon and pick apart the certain parts of whether it's his swing or his approach or even studying specific pitchers and making sure that the next time he faces so-and-so, he's got a better idea of how he's going to be approached or, or how the pitches are going to move. There's all kinds of things that come with experience. And Ryan McMahon is the type of player to make the most of his experience. But I do think the other part of it is going to be finding him some stability. That's the one thing that he's lacked through no fault of his own throughout his career, right? We mentioned 2018 
him going back and forth to the majors and minors and being a role player and you know not being quite sure where he fit in exactly do 2019 now you're an everyday player but you're a rookie and the team is having a very disappointing year and all of these other things going on and then 2020 billion things going on with the pandemic and and everything else and then you finally get to this spot right but ryan mcmahon's defense is obviously the thing that changed so if you were looking at this if you're just looking at his offensive numbers and go i guess ryan mcmahon is what he is he's going to hit 250 on base 330 slug 440 you know hit you 20 plus home runs and that's just the type of hitter hitter he is and for a lot of people that's you know disappointing because there was all this potential for him to be more and i'm still out here telling you that there that potential still exists and he could still fulfill it if anyone's going to do it it's a guy like him but it's also true that those are very serviceable numbers for your second baseman if that's what he's going to be or, or or whatever right those certainly that's a guy who can help your team in a lot of ways if he plays defense like this because if you're looking at it from the more analytical perspective the war numbers right then ryan mcmahon has not just been a steady player he actually took a huge leap forward this last year in 2021 his war totals going back to 2018 0 0.4 1.7 0.5 and then 3.9 actually Fangraphs has him at 2.5 he's one of those guys that he's getting most of it from defense they they tend to disagree baseball reference giving him a lot more credit for the defense with the 3.9 but either way it's a big step up he had never been above one on fan graphs before and he's at 2.5 this last year so the defense matters it, that's a huge added value to the club that he was able to show off at two different spots and that's the other thing that never really factors into war and a lot of times the way we talk and think about baseball players but the versatility of Ryan McMahon, I mean, put yourself in the role of Bill Schmidt. A lot of people out there saying, I would love to. Thank you very much. I think I could run this team quite well, or at least better than it's been run, right? But if you put yourself in Bill Schmidt's shoes, and I've already said that I don't even want to go outside the organization for help on the infield, but if they feel like they do, or they feel like there are candidates out there, you at least have to explore. You have to do your due diligence. And the fact that you have Ryan McMahon and you can place him at either of those spots, not just like, ah, he'll be fine at either spot, but then he'll give you gold glove caliber defense at either spot is a really big deal. I do think whether it's third or second, if you sink him into a spot, if you just let him stay there, spend most of next year focused on hitting, really bring his bat to the next level. Like I said, throughout the minors, he was always – an above average to a well above average hitter and that doesn't always end up translating there's lots of guys who are great in the minors and it doesn't work out in the bigs but we've seen a lot of things that have worked out in the bigs for mcmahon we've seen the glimpses of it we've seen these long stretches of it month or two month long stretches and i really do think he's one or two small tweaks away from putting him right himself right back into that conversation of being a, a future all-star he's got that talent the athleticism is there the strength is there the smarts are there the willingness and desire to get better and to be a leader and to help other people get better and that's another thing that you know has to be talked about when you talk about ryan mcmahon 
is the impact that he has on the players around him. His intangibles are off the chart. So what do we look, let's go back to the three things that we mentioned, right? Who is he as an offensive player? Well, it looks like you've got yourself a floor of about league average, which is unfortunately unexciting, but league average with some pop, right? With 20 plus home runs, which is nice. And if he's going to have the strikeouts be in the mid 20s as opposed to 30s, because you don't want that. You can't have, and again, I harp on it so much when it's on the other side or when I say oh, Tapia doesn't strike out and that's a big deal. When you have a certain number of empty at bats, it can really hurt your team more than a lot of these metrics will account for. So you don't want the strikeout rate to go back up. But offensively, you've got a league average player with plenty of potential to take that next step. In fact, if I was putting an over-under on McMahon's WRC plus or OPS plus for next year, it'd be about 105, and I would probably take the over. I expect him to be in that 110 range pretty comfortably, a 110 to 120 guy, or even a 115 like consistently for the next couple of years wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. If he does just kind of plateau out at 100, well, what are the other things that you get? Elite defense at any of two, well, really three potential positions because you can move him over to first base if you need to in a pinch. If C.J. Crone is out and you've got one of these other guys is hitting better, so you've got something at third or, or up the middle or whatever, and but you, you don't want him at first for whatever reason, you could put McMahon over there. Again, that seems highly unlikely. It seems like, if anything, you would go with Montero or Valade or Welker, literally anybody else. But <laughs> you but you have you have that luxury. Or if you just want to go left-handed heavy against a pitcher who cannot get lefties out one day and you want to give Crone a break and you, you know, uh, they don't have a lefty who can play third. This isn't quite working for me, but still you understand the idea that McMahon can play all those spots is great for you. And then of course you do have those intangibles. And I'm not just talking about the nice smile and the having fun and, and all of those things that he brings, but legitimately helping guys like Brendan Rodgers and Garrett Hampson and the next group, whether Colton Welker and Ryan Belade and, and Ella Harris Montero, even guys like Austin Gomber and, you know, I know they're pitchers or whatnot, but just getting people used to the idea and the, and the family and wanting to be a Colorado Rocky and taking pride in it and, and having fun in it and getting better and all of those things. So, yeah, he's, you know, I, I think still got that potential, even though it feels like the fourth or fifth year in a row we're saying uh, McMahon wasn't quite what we thought or hoped or wanted he could be. So I understand the temptation to just say, hey, he's going to be a fine ball player, but never be that that extra special thing. But I, I just see it. I just see the spark there. I see too much possibility and potential and yeah it, it could end up going that way but like I said it's not in in my estimation it's not even correct to say you know Ryan McMahon didn't take a big step forward this last year yeah it'd be better if he took the big step forward at the plate that is the more important part of the game but proving to himself his teammates everybody out there that he can just straight up pick it 
and you can confidently, as his manager, or as a GM, or whoever else, as a teammate, just put him at one of those two spots and know you're going to get fantastic defense and leadership. And everyone knows that any day he could lock it in and go on a, a tear and really become that dude. So I'm looking forward to it. I know y'all are looking forward to it out there as well. Uh, I've got, since he put up the, again, I, I prefer baseball reference war. I will use theirs more often than not. The 3.9 is essentially a four war season. That's a very good season for a guy who's essentially in his second year of Major League Baseball. And that's what's been so weird and frustrating and truncated about the early parts of his career. He's only still had two full seasons of Major League Baseball under his belt. As we saw with Trevor's story, you know, progress is not linear. Story's sophomore year was very, very difficult. Uh, he struck out more times than anybody else in baseball that year. Uh, had a very, very tough year. This was essentially McMahon's sophomore year. And there was a chance for him to be an all-star, but the bat slowed down. The glove never did. Let's see what happens next. I've got the over. I've got the over on four wins above replacement for Ryan McMahon next year, which makes him a, a well-above-average player, even if his bat plays at league average. This is a guy who's bringing a ton of value to your team. And if he does something wild, he, he has as much potential. It's him and Rodgers. McMahon and Rodgers have the biggest potential jump in terms of their war. Like, if he did put up six or seven next year, I would not be shocked. Not at all. I'm not necessarily expecting it. Again, I'm taking the over on four. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking for a 4.5, maybe a five-war season out of McMahon, which would be fantastic. You know, that's basically, that's getting close to Trevor Story territory right there in terms of value. Not quite. And you're not in that Arenado territory of living in the sixes. But he has absolutely the potential to get there. Take the over on Ryan McMahon. I know I've said that before. But I, I've still got it. This is the year. 2022 is the year. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening in. Uh, I really do appreciate you going to keep doing these individual player breakdowns. I got a few other big thoughts on, on philosophical approach for the Rockies in the offseason. Deeper thoughts. I did it on the old show about why tanking is bad, but honestly, I never felt like I got to make that argument fully. So I'd like to get into all of the stuff about why tanking totally sucks. That'll probably be a podcast and an article, but appreciate you all hanging out. Uh, I will keep doing a lot of Rocky stuff. I did need a little bit of a break there for a minute, but I'm not leaving you. I would never leave you behind on Rocky's coverage. So thank you all for being absolutely awesome out there. I promise you that I will keep being absolutely Drew Priestman in here. And until next time, I will see you at the ballpark.